say an amen, church. Hallelujah. How many of us know that money is important? Okay, only a few of us, eh? Uh, the, the existence or the lack of money or the abuse of money or the mismanagement of money can cause many challenges, isn't it? Uh, even in a family, many relationships are broken because of money. In fact, it is, it is, hey, I hope I don't leave you behind. Amen. Amen. Um, in fact, it is one of the key reasons why relationships and marriages fall apart. Some of us here, you are sitting here today, you had a very good friend. You had a very close friend. Today you are no longer friends. Because money came in the way. Do we know people like that, right? So money is important. And I believe there is a kingdom way of us managing finances in the way that it honors and pleases God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me say thank you to the elders, <laughs> to the leadership of the church, and for inviting me here this morning. I know the Motsipes are away this weekend. And we thank God for the privilege to share the word. I'm reading from the book of Haggai. Chapter 1. Verse 1 to 11. Haggai 1. Verse 1 to 11. In the same year that King, King Darius, sorry, in the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came through prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. The word of the Lord. Amen. The word of the Lord came. This is what the Lord Almighty says through the mouth of the prophet Haggai. These people say that time has not yet come for the Lord's house to be built. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai, is it a time for you yourself to be living in paneled houses while this house remains in ruin? Now this is what the Lord says. The all, the, this is what the Almighty, the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. 
This is what the Lord said through the prophet. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but you have harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but you are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in holes or in persons with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. For the second time he says this. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up in the mountains and bring down timber Build the house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew it away. Why declares the Lord? Because my house, because of my house, which remains in a ruin, while each of you is busy with his own house. Therefore, because of you, I hope the Lord never does this with you and I. I hope the Lord never closes up anything that he wants to do. I hope the Lord is not restrained from working in his church and in the community because of you and I. Because of our disobedience. Because of our lack of honoring him because of our lack of doing things the way he wants us to do. God says to them, I called a drought. Sorry, verse 10 says, therefore because of you, the heavens have withheld their Jew and the earth its crops. I called, I called for a drought on the fields and the mountains and on the grains. The new wine, the oil, oily. the new wine. <laughs> All right. Amen. Whatever the ground produces on men and cattle and on the labor of your hand. Sure. What a word. It had been about 16 years since Zerubbabel and Joshua had led the exiles to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. However, the whole group had been facing some challenges when they started rebuilding the temple for God. They faced some opposition of all kinds. 
But also there was a lack of resources. And as a result of opposition, and a lack of resources, the building stopped. And God sends a prophet in the name of Haggai to stir up the people to shake them up from their sleep and to encourage them to start building again. And God says this word to them. He says, you need to arise and you need to build. But twice he says, give careful thought to what? Your ways. In other words, pay attention to how you are living. The building could have been built by now. The building could have stood by now. But because you withdrew from the vision, from what I had called you to do, the work has stopped. Not his friends. That God had not changed his mind. Can I say this? Whenever God calls us, whenever God gives us a, gives us a vision, whenever God tells us to do something, he will always come and hold us accountable for what he has called us to do. And then God comes and said, I told you to build, you are not building. That's the JJ Nguenya translation. Friends, God will never ask us to do something that he knows we cannot do. Whenever God instructs us to do something, he knows we have it in us to build. Amen. When God instructs you to do something, he knows you can. And he will empower you. And the words here, when God comes and tells them to give careful thought to their ways, it literally means to, to watch or to look at your course of life. God is saying here, take careful thought, careful note of how you are living your life. He says to them, they were investing time and resources in other places except in his house. They had been planting, but they were harvesting very little. So they were seeing very flu, very little fruit in their own lives. Says they, you, they were eating and drinking, but never full. They were putting on clothes, but they were never warm. Earning wages, but only to put them in persons with holes in it. Their lives were not in order. I don't know about you, but uh, there, there are times when, when life is like that, isn't it? You are earning wages, you are working, you feel like you are working hard, you are waking up. But 
There is no fruit. You're asking yourself, but why am I working? <laughs> I'm not even enjoying the fruit of my labor. At my local um, petrol station, I have a habit of making friends everywhere I go. This week, one of the guys that I normally chat with said something that broke my heart. Said to me, Eish, you must please pray for me. Um, I work. I leave home very early. It's dark. And I get home, back from home, and it's still dark. So I don't even see my family. When I leave, they're sleeping. When I come back, it's time for bed. I don't see, I hardly see my wife. I hardly see my children. And if it's my day off, I'm not even, they're not there. The kids are at school. My wife is at work. So I don't, so you can imagine the quality of life. There's a man and there's a father trying to be a good man and a good husband. And you don't even have the opportunity to be able to do that because of your financial situation. May God help us. Maybe you are here this morning. That's how you feel. I feel like that's me. I wake up, I work hard. I look in my bank account. It's red everywhere. May I encourage you this morning. There is a way to live. And God will help us. Amen. In Psalm 24 verse 1. The scripture says, The earth is the Lord's. Amen. The earth is the Lord's and everything that is in it. The world and all who live in it. Amen. Amen. So that means friends everything in this world belongs to God. In fact, God says about himself, the silver is mine, the gold is mine. God lays a claim on everything, including you and I. God owns everything. And the, 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 when you and I acknowledge this, when you and I live with the understanding that God is the Lord owner of everything, and that's the implication of that verse, that says the Lord, the earth is the Lord. For some of us who are renting places, you have what we call what? A land? Land what? 
And so everything we have, we might have the pleasure and the privilege of enjoying this thing. But they're not ours. The car you drive is not yours. The house you live in is not yours. The clothes you wear is not yours. Amen. <laughs> True story. True story. You know so much evil in the world. Uh, when 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 a person dies and goes to the back to the ground, right? We, we do not take anything with us. Is that right? <laughs> and um, the family generally will at least give you one one set of clothes to go with you. At least. <laughs> but even then. I'm telling you now, true story. We were doing a burial of someone. The family had given a suit and clothes and everything. I won't get into the gory details how they found out. When they checked, the person was only wearing a shirt. And this was at the at the burial site. Too late to even find another suit. <laughs> so true story. You cannot take anything from this world. Everything belongs to God. So then what does that make you and I? We are only stewards. Somebody says stewards. We are caretakers. Of what God entrusts to us. Say I'm a steward. Come on church, say I'm a steward. I am a steward of what God entrusts to me, right? And if I'm a steward, if I'm a steward, I need to ensure that I take good care of what's been entrusted to me. Because I will give an account. Is that right? How do we do that? Let's go into it quickly. I didn't ask how much time. <laughs> okay. Let's give it our best. The first thing is this. How do we as believers take care of what God has entrusted to us. The first thing is this, and of great and first importance. You know we are in church. We will never leave this one alone, right? What do we do, friends? We tithe and we give offerings to God. Amen. Amen. We tithe and we give Offerings to God. This is one of the tithe in particular, which means a tenth of everything. It's one of the most divisive topics or doctrines in the church today. 
Do we agree? There are many, and I'll say it like I said it before, there are many in the church, like literally, this, we could all be here and say, cha, 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 hallelujah, and we love Jesus. And half of us, after singing che 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 we like wabona ele ya tithe is not for me or wabona ele ya karula le sume ga se ame and the other half is saying oh i love jesus erike rata jesus on a god and i know that this is what the bible tells me to do ke amotlotla ne se ke se bibeleng tala go sifira ele ke disa karula ya me ya le sume and we are all here in the church ele re fa botlhe mo kerekeng oh oh Jesus loving tongue talking spirit devil stomping devil casting believers Amen but we are very divided on this matter Well what does the bible say Bible I hope you and I at least believe the bible right The bible says in the book of Genesis Then Melchizedek the king of Salem brought out bread and wine he was priest of the most high and he blessed who he blessed who friends Abraham Abraham he blessed Abraham Abraham yeah Abraham remember who he is is the he's the man who is father of Isaac and Jacob that gave birth to the 12 sons of Israel who Amen. was his name after he had an encounter with God and Israel, Israel uh, God's chosen people come out of Abraham we also know that uh, we according to the scriptures we are Abraham's seed right and so we have the same inheritance that Abraham had God blessed be Abraham by God most high. Here's the same word again. Creator or possessor or Lord owner of heaven and earth. And praise be to God most high who delivered your enemies into your hands. What does Abraham do out of revelation? Abraham tithe is not given because it's a must. Tithe is not given as an obligation. You must tithe. Tithe is given out of revelation and gratitude and identifying with God, the provider, the source, the Lord owner of everything. Amen. Amen. Hello church. Amen. Tithe is not a law. Mm. It is an understanding. It's a principle that says, I understand God is the source of everything that I own. And I, in, in honor of God, I give him first what belongs to God. Amen. Amen. Abraham did this out of revelation. By the way, he was a very wealthy man. He was very wealthy. 
He gives a tithe of everything. If you, read, if you read the whole chapter, the context is Abram says, I want to identify with God. I, want, I don't want anyone to say I made Abram rich. I have lifted my hand up to God most high. Look at the book of Hebrews with me. Just think of how great he was. This is talking about the same man, uh, the same Melchizedek we read about in the book of Genesis. And this is in the New Testament. And even the patriarch Abraham. Abraham. His name has changed because he had an encounter with God. He gave, he gave a tenth of the plunder. Now the Lord requires, watch this, the law requires that the descendants of Levi become priests to collect the tenth from the people. That is, can I just read quickly? Ne? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> that is the fellow Israelites even though they are also descendants of Abraham, this man, however, did not trace his descent from Levi. Yet he collected a tenth from Abraham and blessed him with the promises. I want us to see something. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. This, the implication of this verse is that the tenth was not a law that came to the Israelites. Are you, are you still with me, church? Because, yeah, I won't go into the apologetics of it. But the law required when Israel was born as a nation, God then came and gave them this requirement. But Abraham gave a tithe before the law came. And then he continues, the writer of Hebrews explains further. Says, and without doubt, the lesser is blessed, is blessed by the greater. And in the one case, in the one case, the tenth is collected by people who die. So Levi and all those people who collected the tithe then. Uh, people who die, but in the other case, the case of Melchizedek, Melchizedek. Um, one might say, oh, oh sorry, by him who is declared, let me go back there. In the other case, it is collected by people who die, but in the other, by him who is declared to be living. Now, let me ask this question. According to scripture, who is declared to be living? It's not a trick question. Who declared to be living? Hello, church. Come on. Come with me. Who is declared to be living? In the book of Revelation, he says about himself, I was dead, but now I'm alive, right? One might even say, Levi, who collects the tenth, paid the 10th through Abraham. Because Melchizedek met Abraham when he met Abraham Levi was still his ancestor. In Malachi 3.10 the scripture says I need to move faster. In Malachi 3.10 the scripture says bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. 
test me in, in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not do what? Throw open Amen. the windows or the floodgates of heaven Amen. and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. Amen. 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 So God promises us when we bring the tithe, there is a blessing. Amen. There is a pouring out. There is a release upon our lives. Second Corinthians 9 verse 7 says, Each of you must give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. God loves a, a cheerful giver. Amen. So we come, when we bring the tithes and we give our offerings, we do it in faith. We do it in carefulness. We do it in appreciation. Amen. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 16 verse 2 says on the first day of every week each of you on the first day of every week of the week each of you verse 2 wrong verse there on the first day of the week I'll read it here don't worry uh, each of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income. Amen. So principle number one, we bring the tithes, we give our tithes and we give our offerings. Amen. Amen. Number two, how do we become stewards of what God entrusts to us? We pay our bills, our commitments, our obligations. Someone say on time. <laughs> on time. We pay our bills, our obligations, our commitments. Sometimes, on time. No, all the time. Amen. Here's what the Bible says about this. Psalm 37 and 21. The wicked, the wicked, they borrow money and they don't repay. The righteous, they give generously. Friends, if we want to um, align our lives with the kingdom, with kingdom finances, we must also ensure that we do not break the rules of money. These guys didn't hear me. Let me speak to these ones. This time. <laughs> when we when we want to manage finances God's way, we need to ensure we do not break the rules of money. We have a problem in the church. Of people that complain and come to us, we've been giving. We've been tithing, but nothing is happening. Now I'm going to stop. This thing is not working. Well, how about the Bible said, remember a key scripture today, give careful thought to your 
to your ways. It does not honor God when we do neglect our responsibilities. When we sign on paper, I'm going to buy this house, this car, this, these clothes, this whatever, this credit card. And then month end comes. The phone rings. You are at home. Like, sorry, sorry, I'm in a meeting. I can't talk to you right now. Sorry, I'm driving. Like everybody at the office is like, what is she talking about? <laughs> She's <laughs> not driving. It's wickedness. It is the seed of evil. You cannot break the rules. You cannot be unrighteous with money. And, and say, God, please bless me. And you are creating a mess behind you. Hello, church. Amen. We must be responsible. In fact, there's a system of this world. You are not, we are not of this world, but we are in the world, right? The minute you do that, they come for you. They come for your money. They come for your name. Someone say a name. <laughs> they come for your name. Suddenly, your name is not good. Suddenly, no one wants to deal with you financially because your history says you are untrustworthy with money. Money cannot be given to you. Even good money cannot be given to you. There are people who cannot even get jobs today. Legitimately, you cannot get a job. Because you were unrighteous with money. And they came after your name. And now your family is suffering as a result. Someone say, help us, Jesus. We, if we want to manage finances right, we need to live righteously. We cannot break the rules of money. Let me say this, money is very spiritual. No, that's a true story. If just owe someone money today, owe someone money, you will know. Oh, someone, you will see. They turn. They become something else. They come for you. Watch how you manage money. Money flows. Money is a resource. It flows. Use it wisely. Amen. Romans 13, 17, 7 says, Give, give anyone what you owe. If it's taxes, and we all know in this country you don't want to be on the wrong side of the tax man, right? If it's taxes, pay them. If it's revenue, pay it. If someone works for you, pay them. There are people who work for us. Month end, when you have been paid, and when you need to pay them, you're like, hey, should I see today? This month, they get John. 
That's not right. Come on, somebody. Amen. Some of us, if your company said, we'll pay you half. Next month, we'll pay you another half. You will raise hell. You will be at HR Monday. You will be like, what is happening? Amen. Why do we think it's right for us to do it for other people? Come somebody. Come on church. Your obligations, if it's respect, give them respect. If it is honor, give them honor. Give everyone what you owe them. The challenge, friends, often is not sometimes even giving. The challenge is the rest of our lives. Is how we live. That's messing up everything else. For us. Number three, I'm going to try and wrap it quickly. Number three, we save and we invest responsibly. Amen. We save and we invest responsibly. Amen. Proverbs says, a wise man thinks ahead. A fool, a fool does it. And even brags about it. The wise, Proverbs 20, 20, 21, 20, the wise store up choice foods and olive oil but the fools they gulp their down the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty Amen. Four things. Verse four things on the earth are small, yet they are extremely wise. Ants are creatures of little strength, yet they do what? They store up. They store up. They store up. Even recently, I was reminded, I saw a lot of ants. <laughs> like, where did these things come from? Reminding us, it's, it's about to be winter. The ants, they remind us, store up. Because there will be times where you will need to go into your savings, to go into your investments for the future. Amen. It's important. Every single one of us needs to have a savings plan and an investment plan. When COVID-19 hit, COVID-19, many of us, we were found in serious trouble. And so we needed to have, in many cases, somewhere where we can go and say, Things are tough. The car's broken down. <laughs> Things have changed. I need some money. 
It's not a good deal if you cannot afford it. It's even if it can be 75% off. If you can't afford it, it's not a good deal for you. Keep moving. Keep passing by. Isaiah 55 verse 2 says, Why do you spend your money on which is not bread and your labor on that which does not satisfy? So spend our money wisely. And lastly, protect. We wrap it up. Protect what God has entrusted to us. Yes? Shall we stand together? Protect. You are a steward. You are the one to take care of what God entrusts to us. Imagine. If the car you have is stolen or it's involved in an accident, is it Gonna take money from you. Are you gonna be paying for a car that you no longer have? Someone say protect <laughs> what you have. Look after what we have. Amen. Amen. Take care of what we have. This is not an exhaustive list. <laughs> It's just some of the things that we could get to today. How do we become good stewards of what God entrusts to us? We give our tithes. We give our offerings. We pay our bills and commitments on time. We save. We invest. We spend wisely. And we protect what we have. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I pray for us? You might be here today, this morning. While we're closing our eyes. And you need God's intervention. Some of us, we've made many, I've made many money mistakes. I wasn't taught much about money growing up. There wasn't much money going around when I was growing up. So I had no opportunity for me to teach me, somebody to teach me about money. So when I started working, I made plenty of mistakes. I did not know what I was doing. And so, by the grace of God, God puts men 
and women around us that help us. And I had to learn quickly. And so you might be here this morning and you're saying, Shoo, how do I get out? I'm so deep in. <laughs> I'm so in trouble. It's just a mess. But I want to believe God with us tonight. That God can turn things around. The Bible says he owns, he owns everything. With that revelation, I've seen personally in my family, I've seen God do incredible and sometimes very impossible things. In the area of money. God can send anyone from anywhere because he owns the world. He owns the silver and the gold. Everything belongs to him. Whenever there was need, I've seen God come through in incredible ways. I pray that he will do it for you this morning. As we pray, pray in your heart, pray whatever you do. Say, God, I need you. I need your divine intervention in this area. I need breakthrough, God. I don't know how you're going to do it. Do it, Lord. Recently in our church, we were stuck with a building project. We started building a, 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 a kids facility, a kids hall. And when we had done the foundations, the building stopped because we ran out of money. We did not have enough Whatever we thought it was going to cost, that's not what it cost. It cost three times, literally, what it was going to cost. And so we were stuck. I remember one morning driving to church. Frustrated. <laughs> A little angry. <laughs> to be honest with you. Because I was like, God, why? You own everything. I was in, alone in the car praying. God, you own everything. Why are we stuck? God? I know you to be a God of who provides. You've done it before many times. I know you can do it again. And out of that outflow, I stood in the church and I spoke that we are trusting God for that building to stand. And I said a number which was a few hundred thousands of rents. If we had this money we would complete the building. And we will buy a bus. Because we needed a bus. Because we were transporting a lot of people. And the bus we had was not enough. So we needed another bus. Because we were spending too much money. I said, God, please help us. Two weeks later, 
two weeks later all the money we needed was put in our account all the money we needed god owns everything do you believe it this morning I can tell you stories for days. We could be here all night. Of God's provision. I'm not telling you stories. I'm telling you what God can do. Can I pray for us this morning? Father God, we pray. For miracles. We pray for financial breakthroughs. We pray for God's interventions. We pray for a release of money, finances, resources, ideas that will create resources we need. Divine connections, divine encounters. Lord, you are able. You've done it for me many times. I know you can do it for your church. We pray for Cosmo City Church, Lord. We pray for a divine move of God in the area of finances. As we set our house in order, as we correct things in our lives in faith, by faith, I pray that there will be a release of finances more than we could ever hold because that's what you say in your word that we will have enough to be a blessing to release into the nations to bless our communities to bless the poor how can we do it Lord when we ourselves are hard pressed on every side I pray you help us in Jesus mighty name pour out your blessing on your church even now as we give we thank you for your grace in Jesus name Amen Amen